Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first recording of the Brothers Grimdark, where we will attempt to get through the Necron Codex in review format uh, and hopefully critically analyse everything. But don't expect anything at all. We are going off the rails in less than ten minutes. Just wait and see. So, HQs. Yes. First one being Imhotek, the Stormlord, or Imhotek, as I like to call him. Imhotek? Yep. Like, stuff. So it's two... No, we can't discuss points. (laughs) (laughs) We're not allowed to discuss points. We discussed this before recording. Straight away, let's start with the points, Scott. No. Because it's a... We can't say that. Discussing the value of things is going to get real complicated real quick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give give guesstimates. We'll just say high, low... Okay, Imhotek the Stormlord. Okay, like main benefits is can we even discuss stats? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, to discuss stats. (laughs) Otherwise, this would be a very, very just generic. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. Well, that's how most reviews have been. So I don't know. Okay, anyway, so go go into go into details, but not all the details. (laughs) They can sue us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we can tell you the stats, but not in relation to the points, because that would be bad. But stats on their own are clearly meaningless. They're great. So he's a slow slow boy, as are the Necrons, generally speaking. Move you far. can't say that. He, he doesn't move very far. No, he's a slow boy. He walks. He walks. Yeah, he strolls. He there strolls. we go. He strolls. He strolls at allegedly five inches a turn. Uh, WS2 plus, BS2 plus. I'm giving the stats. Strength yeah. five, toughness five, six wounds, three attacks, leadership ten, and two plus save. Which is, He also has a four plus save, but they record that down in the abilities I, list because eighth edition is weird. But I think that's a good stat line. I'm happy with that. For a leader, it, not bad. The only the only problem with him is the low attacks, which that's, again, only in relation to, like, close combat monsters, which he's not meant to be. Because Necron leaders are buffers, and they're fantastic buffers. The buffiest. The buffiest buff boys that ever buffed the boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> my will be done. This is, like, the main... The main bit of why you want to have... The There's a special rule he has. Yeah, okay, going into the abilities. Rule he has, yeah. Should we discuss abilities first, or should we just leap straight into the meat of it? Because I get the feeling that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for, for meat leaping, but let's just... Let's do the abilities first. Yeah. Come back for a bit of meat. Yeah, because I, I just want to get my will be done out there. I also is... don't know what the meat is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the meat of it is my will be done. This is why you want to have Necron overlords. Okay, because... the Necron leadership in general. This guy's an HQ choice. I yep. don't know if we, we have. That. We said okay, right at the beginning. Okay. He's a special so... character. Right, might all be done. So overlords um, have the ability, which is basically choose Necron infantry unit within six inches of them, add one to the advance charge and hit rolls for that unit till the beginning of your next turn. So it even helps out when you're having the. uh, uh, No, it wouldn't count for Overwatch, but it does count for uh, melee if it's the enemy's turn and they're assaulting you. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, Imhotek can target two units with this if they're both Sautek infantry. Sawtech, 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 Sawtech. It's how your opponents will be afterwards. Yeah, oh. Saw with technology, <laughs> <laughs> it works. So, yeah, Imitech's special because you can target two of them, which massively increases his value as a buffer. Yeah, which he can also target one if they are like not of his dynasty, which means he can buff things like Praetorians. Buff one unit. Buff one. He can buff one yeah. unit if it's not Sawtech. If, if both units are Sawtech, he can buff two. Can he buff characters? Uh, it says infantry, Necron's infantry, so he can buff himself, he can buff other characters. Oh. Yeah, so... I, I read it as only... Um, Necron warriors? Yeah. Oh, no. Slot. no. No, slot. no, That's no. why I read it as. Oh, no. Obviously not, you simple ad mech player. <laughs> uh, so, that's my will be done. Can we? Shall we go back to the ability... Uh, if we go back to his uh, gear now. Okay. Read me in. So he has the Gauntlet of Fire and Staff of the Destroyer. He doesn't doesn't go for half measures here. The gauntlet of fire. Uh, you have to remember his law is that he is so effortlessly logical. Someone said oh. very logical. So we'll, hyperlog- we'll, so hyperlogical. He never loses unless it's the order. unless you're completely illogical. And yeah. that was my phone. I apologise. We will come back to the law. The law will be tackled. Is that the meat? No, look, the meat was the abilities. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, what? You said, should we do the abilities or the meat? And I said, we'll, we'll dally <laughs> into the abilities. Stay focused, god damn it. We haven't got the time. Okay, sure. Wherever we are now. Yeah, okay, so. War gear. Yeah, Start with the destroyer. Uh, no, we're going for Gauntlet of Fire first, because it's listed first. Right, okay. So it's got 8 inch range, assault D6, strength 4, AP0, D1. Automatically hits the target. It's a flamethrower that's in its hand, which I think is where all flamethrowers should be. Not his hand, but anyone's hand really is the best place. <laughs> what strength is it? Strength 4. It, it's literally just a flamer. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Staff of the the Destroyer, I believe, is an upgraded Staff of Light. Um, 18 inch range, Assault 3, Strength 6, AP minus 3, D2, shooting. Like, that's. That's not bad. Yeah, it's that's not bad. It's rather nice. It's very it, low range. It wrecks guardsmen, but so does everything. <laughs> yeah, but that's like it's not something that needs extra wrecking, <laughs> is it? You never know. They may decide to guardsman spam without heavy weapons teams. They might. They may they well. Might. They might be insane. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll come back to that because very briefly dipping into the law, dipping dipping a toe into the law. <laughs> no. The only way you can defeat this man <laughs> is by being completely illogical. And if they are completely oh. illogical and just take guardsmen. He counters them. The, the <laughs> law is lining up. The stars are aligning with the law if you and want his to, abilities. Look, stars aligning as Oracan, and we're going to get to that later. Okay, the Diviner. The Diviner. Diviner. The Diviner do. Diviner. Okay, the Necrons are generally quite low range anyway. Like, even their heavy, la- their heavy last cannon, the last cannon variant is 36 inch range. So, like, this Wait, is a problem with the Necrons. Okay, but. sure. Low range, across yeah. the board. Yeah. yeah. Give me general. Okay. Uh, Staff the Destroyer, the melee uh, profile is strength plus one, AP minus three, D2. So again, his strength goes to six against Guardsmen, so, you know. Yeah, I guess it's six against everything, but Guardsmen especially is where they're yeah, properly buggered. Wait, strength six is a weird one, because, like, not very much stuff is toughness six, and not a lot of stuff is toughness five. Oh, yeah, like, the strength the five the is basically of... the same. Like, the only real reason why you want strength <coughs> six is if you're facing, you know... Toughness three. Yeah, so Gar- Guardsman, Tau, Eldar... Eldar. Although Admit. most most Eldar characters are toughness four these days, really? Yeah, so he shouldn't be dueling anything but guardsmen. Also, brief bit of history for us too, which you know is a strange time for this to cut in. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how the podcast's going to work. We tell you when we're doing things because you we... don't learn anything. <laughs> we don't learn anything. Honestly, <laughs> buckle up. It's going to get weird. Like a lot of stuff. <laughs> <first, but laughs> it's, it's, it's off topic. That's yeah. what you meant. Yeah, Just there we go. Don't... There we go. Okay, so. Uh, the other chap, he has been playing what Warhammer. other chap? Me? <laughs> yeah, my brother. Hence, yes. Brothers Grimdark. Have we, yeah, we've said that. So We've he... said Brothers Grimdark. We haven't explained that we are brothers. Now, after doing a little <laughs> bit of the Stormlord, this is, how, this is how carefully prepared our structure is. We will now discuss the fact that we are brothers, and Brothers Grimdark is an incredibly clever name we came up with. Incredibly clever. Yeah. So, the other chap, he... But we both started collecting Myself. Warhammer in, what, 4th edition? Yes. Yeah, um, like correct. fourth and fifth edition was where we were both very active in the Warhammer scene, which was us two. <laughs> the Warhammer scene. <laughs> yeah. So at which point I then kind of gave up on it a bit, and but I was still sort of pay attention. Like uh, he would sort of discuss bits of the law, etc., or like some of the units doing this, that, the other. And I was always interested, but never actually collected. And I've sort of come back in for eighth edition. So a lot of things are new and strange to me, such as Eldar characters being toughness. Well, I just find yes, that astounding. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. Anyway, so imitate the Stormlord. <laughs> Correct. Um, so that, that's his gear, which is just you know quite nice. But as I said, his main ability is the buffing. That would be the Fair End of the Sautek Don- Dynasty, which is... Oh, Sautek. Damn, I've changed the name. It's, I don't care. The Estek. Okay. Estek. Yeah, the Estek. Right, going back into it after a brief break where somebody had to collect tea because they're mere mortal who needs sustenance. Bitch. I, I, would, I would say <laughs> it's a beverage that I enjoy... <laughs> And I needed to lubricate. <laughs> Nuff said. <laughs> Admech, what can we say? Yeah, yeah so Fair of the Sotek Dynasty, which is his, one of his rules. I collect That's... Admech, by the way. Just just so we're clear, all the Admech takes. I collect Admech, he collects Necrons. We bought Forge Bane, which we will refer we to... We bought it twice. We bought it twice. <laughs> by accident. By accident. <laughs> but we will refer to it as Forge Bane. <laughs> Perfect. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, Fair of the Sotek Dynasty is the one yes. which basically allows him to target either... Two infantry units if they're both Sotek, or one which if they are a different dynasty or don't have a dynasty. Okay. Which, as I said, it helps with the Praetorians. And with my will be done. Uh, that means his my will be done can affect either two Sotek infantry yeah, or, or... Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So you can affect other characters, but he can affect, like, Anorak the Traveller. I know it's Anorak here, but I call him Anorak. Anorak, yeah. Yeah. That's how you get a lot of his unknown, we can't discuss it, points back. If you're targeting two units of 20 Necron Warriors. Because the amount yeah. of extra Necrons yeah, 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 you yeah, get yeah. as a result of it means he basically costs... Shall we say 50-ish? Because we're not going to say I, anything precise. Here. That's dangerous. I mean, shall we just not mention points? Shall, shall just call, don't mention points. Shall just we, just, just allude just, to just, values. There's, look, it's like 50 Ps. That's too <laughs> specific. All right. I'm saying... Ra- okay, fine. Also, he has living metal. I missed it. Fuck it. Look. <laughs> it's in there. It's yeah. in there. It's a rule. He has living metal. Which what is, does living metal do? Living metal uh, means the unit regenerates one wound per turn. But... That's grand. If we skip Lord of the Storm for a second, because undying is relevant... To this, undying means he regains D three lost wounds rather than one from living metal. From living metal per turn. How many wounds do he have? Turn. Six. He has six wounds. Okay, so that is meaty. 
That's chunky. That's two. That's yep. a third of his life has been restored to him. On average. For free. Yeah. On average. Yeah. Yep. And seeing as he has a two plus armor save, four plus invern, he's pretty tanky. Sturdy. A sturdy boy. He's a sturdy He's a model sturdy, sturdy boy. Oh. Lord of the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Storm. This is... I really like it because it is versatile, although you probably... I mean, if you're talking competitively... Well, you're not running him anyway. But if you're talking competitively, you probably just want to use it in the Alpha Strike. See, hold on. While you say that... Shall we discuss what the rule is, or is... No, I'm going. All oh, right, I'm okay. going now. All right. I don't know <laughs> if he's competitive or not. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Thank you for that <laughs> interlude. So, Lord of the Storm. Yes. Um, basically, you roll a d6. Yes. Oh, sorry, you target uh, enemy unit within 48 inches of him, other than a character, and roll a d6. On a 2+, plus, the unit suffers that many mortal wounds... Then roll a d6 for each enemy unit within 6 inches of that unit. On a 6, they suffer d3 mortal wounds. Like, that's... Okay, if you just look at it as the d6, ignoring the roll of a 1, so 2 to 6 wounds on a unit, that's great. Like, I think that's a fantastic ability just to spend. Like, they have a heavy yeah. weapons team or, like... Um, you only get to do it once. Only once, or yeah. once per battle. Or, like, Havocs or heavy weapons, whatever. You just spam them, boom, bunch of value. Even, like, hitting, just, say, like three or four space marines that's three or four space marines of unknown points cost you've just got back for free <laughs> wait see now the way that I would use it yep the way that I would take this boat it's a yep. boat now it's a boat now it's a boat now sailing down uh, the river of your thought processes don't throw me I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking in a, like a laser beam yep. here we are the focus <laughs> lightning storm man storm lord storm lord yep <laughs> I would use the lightning ability so say uh I was attacking an enemy tank. Yep. The enemy tank. The enemy tank survives the battle round. Yep. Uh, with like three wounds remaining. Yep. I. When does the lightning strike happen? Uh, in your shooting phase. There's, in there's... the shooting phase. Okay. So it gets to the end of the shooting phase. There's a tank left with three wounds left. Uh, and most armies have a stratagem which allows that tank to fire full BS. Yeah. And let's pretend it's a Lehman Russ tank uh, with the Gatling gun on top. That's a lot of Dakar. Lehman Russ Punisher. That's it. That's a lot I, of I would then use the lightning strike to actually just uh, also, further my alpha strike. Like, without looking for a juicy target. Yeah. I wouldn't go for, like, Reboot. I wouldn't target another Demon Primark or stuff like that. I would try and finish a unit in my shooting phase. Because the things it says during the shooting phase, it's not at the beginning of. Yeah, you, you just You choose. can wait till the end and go, yeah. okay, I want to try and finish that off. Like, that, that is the way to You want to wait till the end of your shooting phase. Exactly. Further the alpha strike. Because mm. 8th edition... All about Alpha Strike. The more Alpha Strike, the better. Although, if the enemy is using a ball, you can target that ball, because... If you, it... you mean if they're balling their units, not a literal ball? <laughs> well, yeah, if they have... <laughs> depends how big the squig is. That, oh. <laughs> that... I'm going to save that euphemism for another time. Yeah. Now, if, if they are using a ball, like they're using a buff ball of, I don't know, say, uh, Belisarius Cool or Reboot. Yeah, buff ball. Yeah. Then... Keeping everyone within, like, six inches of each other and stuff like that. And considering the fact that 8th, you... Like the theory is that you want to have min size units. That means there's going to be a lot of units jammed together, trying to you know, minimize the damage they take from morale, etc. Yeah. So it means you're far more likely to get that extra D3 wounds. You may get, like, say, one or two extra D3 wounds, which is also great. Most likely one. Most likely like, one. I, I like, would I, never bank on the no, no, arcing no. ability. Yeah, never, yeah, I, never bank on it. It's just a nice bonus if you can do it. A nice bonus. A nice bonus. To clarify, that's a reference to Resident Evil 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, my will be done. We've covered, but it was so long ago, people may not remember. We're moving on anyway. Okay. <laughs> Bloodswarm Necroscarabs. This is a weird one. This is a really bizarre one. I don't know why it's there. I, I've looked at the book. I've perused the book. I briefly understand what a weapon is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand this rule. Like, why have they given it to this man? No one knows. Okay. And that's part of his mystery. That's whoa. Sorry. That's our spiritual <laughs> liege at work. We're not mentioning him again, don't worry. Um, okay. You can reroll hit rolls of one for friendly units of Sotek flayed ones that are within 12 inches of Imhotek the Stormlord. Bizarre. Really weird. Because he's he's hyperlogical. Hyperlogical. Are we going to are we, are, we are we going to do this? I'm not going to touch upon the flayed ones yet. Okay, cuz they are they are a separate entity. They are possibly their own podcast at this point. I think they're crazy. I think they are literally crazy, and that, that comes into their law. That does come into that their law. That does very heavily. Why is the man of logic and reason and yep. sound planning... Sow-tech planning. Sow-tech planning. Why is he buffing flayed ones? Flayed ones 
as, as far as I'm aware, they're agents of chaos within the Necron Force. Not agents of the chaos, the warp pole, shiny buttons of darkness. Not that chaos. I mean, anarchy. <laughs> yeah. Due to the um, Flaidron virus or the destro- No, not the destroyer curse. That's the... Okay, fuck it. There's a lot of... There's, there's it, a lot it, of cursing yeah, and they, virusing. They, and they have a curse and there's a destro- Okay, look. SD it, metals. Yeah. It's weird. Don't know why he has it. I... You can do like a bunch of weird stuff with the Deceiver, but that's like that's the Deceiver. We're going to get to that later. Okay. Which possibly like is you bomb the Deceiver and Emotech, yeah, Emotech and a bunch of Flayed ones, etc. But even then, there's like way better units you can do that with. Like, yeah, it's just a weird choice because Emotech is also going to usually be deployed with your main force. Like, although, 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 my will be done. Can it apply to Flayed ones? Yes, they're infantry. Okay, so there's there's a nice bit of syn- uh, synergy. Yeah, but Flayed ones. I, are their own topic. They're, they're their own topic. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to them. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, Imitech, as we see him now, yep. for the points, we shall not mention, but are, we, there. They are, they are there. They are there. Some would say they're relevant, some would say they're not. It's an interesting discussion. Is he good for his points? What's your What's your vote here? First of all, I'd say he also has a phase shifter that gives him a fault plus in fun. All right. But, is, okay. that the, <laughs> is that the that, final, that's the final rule? Yeah, okay, that's great. the final rule. Great. Okay, his points. I'll they're... shift your face. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> his points cost discussion is a complicated one. Okay. Because to really um, get his points, well, to make him worth his points, I would say you need two full units of Necron Warriors. And Necron oh, Warriors. 20, 20 Necron Warriors. 20 Necron each. Warriors. 20, each. so that's 40 Necron Warriors. Which is a lot of dedication of points to make him effective. But it does make. All, as a, In conjunction, these units are insane. So I would. If you're playing. Not competitively, but casually, maybe like a little bit competitively casually. You're trying to win casually, or you're playing so it's like law-appropriate armies. Yeah, definitely play Emotech. If you're talking proper competitively, obviously not, simply because, as I said earlier, 8th edition is the edition of the Alpha Strike. 20 Necron Warriors aren't going to survive a proper Alpha Strike from a dedicated army that's built around annihilating like a unit a turn. So yeah. immediately, his ability to buff two units is gone. I think, well, actually, I would say that he's non-competitive. Mm. Uh, simply because his buff only applies to infantry. Yeah. And funnily enough, I would actually go for competitive Necrons. We'll, we'll go through the whole thing uh, later. Yeah. But competitive Necrons, I wouldn't go for infantry. And that's where I think you lose a lot of the value. I think he's a great unit. Yep. And uh, if you play like we do, which is kind of like semi-seriously, like you, you want a competitive army, yeah. but we're not spamming. We're not like, oh, I'm only going to take one broken unit. Yeah. You like know. If you remember the fourth organization charts of old, we tend to try and stick to something similar to that. Yeah. Like, and also law-friendly units. Yeah. You know, like there's so much stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, you just take minimum squad sizes. No, fuck that. Fuck that. We, we I'm like, going big, boulders brass. Yeah, ten men in the unit. <laughs> yeah, which then get shat on by Necrons, but that's a, they do. That's they that's do. A, that's a later. Anyway, so moving on to the next troop choice. Uh, sorry, oh, HQ choice. I want to dance back. All right, I want to foxtrot <laughs> yeah. back to Imitex. Can we go through the fluff? Okay, yeah. I think I think we should take take a dive into the fluff. Yeah, if we fluff diving. That is not a term. <laughs> that, is Actually, no, term. That, that is the term that's we're using term. now. That's, that Fluff is our diving. trademarked... TM. Yeah, TM. TM. Look, Fluff if, diving. If GW TM. could TM the shit out of the term Space Marine for many, many years, we can we can yeah. TM fluff diving. Well, no, if, well, all we have to do, we have to be clever. Eldar became Eldari. Yeah. We'll call Fluff Floof. I was going to go with Muff. No, at which we point can't. we can just we are... freely use the term muff diving and no one have a problem with it. <laughs> I wouldn't say they wouldn't have a problem with it, but certainly be ours. Okay, Emotech. Yes, please. Okay, so as we were alluding to earlier, he is hyperlogical. So no matter what you do, he, he is beyond logicality with how logical he is. Yes, he will outlogic anyone. Reboot. No, it. Apparently, look. Will he out logic reboot? We'll get onto him and the Ultramarines in a second because he's actually shat oh. on them. Oh, this is okay. Would you say from a height or just just a general breeze for, of poo? For shitting on Ultramarines, it's from a height, which means not very much. But I mean, goddamn, <laughs> compared like, to other races, yeah, not bad. Like basically, bad. the Tyranids are the king of shitting on the Ultramarines. That's why we love them. Okay, and then there's a varying degrees. Anyway, so Imotech, I initially didn't like him because of the he's so hyperlogical. And he is so hyperlogical, if you try and use any kind of strategy against him, he wins. So yeah. the only way to do it is, as I said earlier, abandon all logic, but orcs, obviously. Orcs win because they're well, weird. Let, let's let's discuss the lack of logic yeah. after we've discussed the hyperlogic. Okay. Where are you going with this? Tell me. Yeah. 
How did he beat the Ultramarines? How did he beat the Unbeatables? The ward-saved motherfuckers from Ultramar, Ultramar who don't give a dick about your Tyranids. Because he beat them. Like, honestly... He just beat them? That's yeah, it? Yeah, but there was a planet which they basically owned, and he turned up and kind of wrecked it. And he owned it for, or I think... Was it Damnos? I can't remember. Like, <laughs> okay. Look, I think he owned it for, like, a good period of years, like, say, 60, 80 years or so. The Ultramarines then turned up and took it back. But in the okay. process, the planet was ruined. They didn't get it back. So, this is kind of a victory here. Yeah, a te- say. technical victory for Imitech, because the planet was ruined. Yeah, and against Ultramarines, hot damn! <laughs> that's, that's a massive victory. Yeah, that's like, a massive victory. Tyranids wiped out the first company... That only mattered for about half a century, hey, look, they, and then they replenished. Yeah. Didn't, no, no, didn't, didn't they burn their gardens? Oh, they, yeah. yeah. They, I think there was one or two garden worlds oh, destroyed, no, it was the which one, was nice. There was the one beautiful garden world that Ultramarine was like, oh, it's the best planet ever. <laughs> and they burnt it. Well, they ate it. They ate Motherfuckers it. Motherfuckers ate it. They ate it. Yeah. Jesus. And they can't even take it back, because you can't take planets, planets after Tyranids have owned them, because uh, they survive Exterminatus. That's really cool. I it do is, like Tyranids. I yeah, do like them. We do. Um, yeah... <sighs> I don't like the bit of law where he basically, when he's facing enemy generals, he'll let them live but remove a limb. That's yeah, I hate that. It says the code. Just gotta say, I hate that. He's meant to be. Um, yeah, sort of a learn from your state, your mistakes. He's a very proud individual, basically. Karate which, master. Wapa. As someone who liked the Necrons way back from their what third edition codex before they got yeah, the sixth edition Necrons, I like them being more of an eldritch threat. As some people do and some people don't. It's going to say most, but at this point, I don't know anymore. Yeah, they, they were kind of these insidious robots who didn't really have a personality, or if they did have a personality, it's sort of a, a ghost, if yeah. you will. It was just a form of personality. Yeah. And it would only be the Necromorphs who had like, a shadow of the personality they had before. So, as our boy Trezin, we're going to get to, he's a collector. Okay. In the old law, they would just compulsively collect, and you just have like. You have the, the huge halls of his collection. If they were living things, they'd have died millennia ago, because he's not going to care for them, he doesn't think to. Um, also, important thing about Sotek, you know, he, the reason why he's, Sotek, Imotek, why he's in charge of the Sotek dynasty is he woke up, um, saw all the infighting that was going on, someone was like, hey, join us, and he went, no. He then wiped out all opposition and took complete control. So, I like to that. him. Yeah, I like, like that. Yeah. Like, Imotek is enough stuff for, to make me like him, aside from, and with the minor things like his hypological, etc. Right. We are currently, what, like, 22 minutes in. Shall we get onto the next unit? No. Right. I'm not done. Okay. He is hypological, right? Yep. And uh, previously in his old rules, I don't think it's in the new rules, given that we've just been over them. Yep. Uh, orcs used to steal the initiative against this guy on a 4+, where normally it was a 6+. plus. Damn. And that was because they were so illogical, they defeated all his logics, all his ancient logics, yep. and he was, he was dumbfounded. Now, what I hate about this is the orcs aren't illogical. They have a low cunning... Yeah, they they really do. Yeah, and and also they're charging your lines to bash your face in. Like, yeah. okay, and then uh, well, the reason why the Imperials get often like outdone by the Orcs is because they think that they haven't got any logic to them. So they'll they just they just think all about the charging. And Orcs aren't just about that. They do have things like commandos and so on. Exactly, but and that's not because they're illogical. It's the Imperium underestimates them, whereas Imhotep shouldn't. Yeah, but there's that wonderful passage in uh, the 4th edition Codex of Orcs uh, with the Commandos, where basically uh, this guardsman has survived an Orc commando attack and is telling his commanding officer that the Orcs are sneaking around, taking them out. And this man is executed for cowardice because the uh, the commanding officer doesn't believe him. Yeah. Which is great. I love that bit of lore. Beautiful. Epitomizes both the Orcs and the Imperium because the Orcs are sneaky bastards. With a lot of wiring. But that means with Imotech which I love to to talk about, because if you say that if you uh, remove all logic from your battle plans, you will win. So if I dip my balls in red paint, <laughs> put a beehive on my head, and run at him with a guitar, I'm going to win. According to the law, yes. That's how we beat him, guys. Yeah. We just... I, I mean, let's start slamming planets into other planets, because fuck knows. <laughs> if you hit him with a planet, I reckon he's not expecting it. If there's one army to hit someone with a planet, it's the orcs. Yeah. 100%. The Actually, orcs are yeah. the guys with the planet smashing. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. Are we Are we ready? I don't know I'm, if we are. are we... I'm ready for the next one. Are I we... am so tired of Imotech. <laughs> As I think are the listeners, all three. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be both of us and me editing. <laughs> Nemazor. Okay. Okay. 
So who is this guy? Sorry, we're we doing the law before the rules I, or not? Give like, me give me a taste of who he is so that we know who we're talking about. He's an Ekron leader. Now. I like that. Great. <laughs> yes. Great. He's an HQ. He's an HQ. We're going through the HQ first, if you haven't picked up on that. Because we've only done one in 20 minutes. We're doing another HQ slot. Please right. enjoy. Nemzor. Uh, also briefly, he's basically an insane commander who believes it's back in the old days of when it was Necrons infighting. And he's trying to bring around the rebellious dynasties. I was about to say clans. That's really not the that's, term. That's not the term. Let's avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's basically insane and believes that all the things he's fighting is to other Necrons. So if he's fighting orcs, he believes they're Necrons. Yeah, if he's fighting Tyranids, he thinks that the other Necrons are releasing beasts against him. And that's weird, they're using a lot of dogs. This is a strange piece of law. This is kind of weird. They, I don't it, think It's specifically like it. stated that when he fighting Tyranids... Dogs. Well, not the dogs, beasts. Beasts. Yes. Just huge amounts of beasts. Yes. Now... Okay. The, the Nemesis. <laughs> Zandrek. This is going to call the Nemesis because it's a lot easier to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, Five-inch move, because, you know, Necrons, they like to stroll. That You don't rush these boys. Hold on. But when you're an immortal, ever-living robot, do you rush anywhere? You don't have to. You really don't. Yeah, I'd be strolling, maybe in a chair. <laughs> you're not really strolling. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would definitely have a hover chair and just fly around. Look, uh, don't, catacomb, don't, catacomb command bar. No, we'll get to it later. Don't justify it, please. Okay, WS2+, plus, BS2+, plus. Strength 5, Toughness 5, Wounds 6, Attacks 3, Leadership 10, Save 2+. plus. Low attacks, again. Yep, that is the common theme throughout all of the Necron leadership. Okay. Because they're buffers. Anyway, so he's got the... Oh, he has a 4+, plus in, but does actually... Yes, he does. Of course he does. He, he has, has a 4+, four plus plus in, in but... Yeah, he's a phase shifter. Okay. Okay, so he has just a Staff of Light, which is 12-inch like range. I like it. Uh, assault 3, Strength 5, AP-2, D1. Or in melee, the user strength, AP minus two. Okay. Uh alright, abilities. He has living metal, so it's regen's one wound per turn. He hasn't got the same thing the Stormlord has to gain D three. Uh he then has counter tactics. That's the other thing, he's meant to shut down other armies' passives, other commanders' passives. Okay. So at the beginning of your opponent's turn, choose one enemy character within twelve inches of the Nemesor. Any aura abilities that character has cannot be used till the beginning of your opponent's next turn. See, I love this rule. I think it's great. I think it's really interesting for 8th edition, where most characters, if not all characters... Actually, no, most characters. Sorry, yeah, I'm most. lying. I'm lying. Most characters he have an aura which buff <laughs> everyone around them. So Zandrek being able to shut them down... Uh, Zandrek's the Nemesaur. Just uh, <laughs> clarified that. Okay, but... all right. Um, that's fantastic. I love the fact that he can shut people down because it's an interesting tactical scenario. However, 12 inches... Is 12 inches competitive? Like, how often I can find you find 12 get... inches is quite... <laughs> anyway. That's substantial. Yeah. But 12 inches, right? The... Let's just say Reboot. Reboot yeah. is the ultimate guy you want to shut down his abilities. Because he has an aura which allows you to re-roll all failed hits, all fa failed wounds. So you put a load of Laz Cannon Space Marines around him, and you're in for a terrible time if you're his opponent. So, Zandrek... If you could get him within 12 of Reboot, that would be fantastic. But how often can you actually get within 12 of this guy? Deceiver. You have the Deceiver. The, okay, this is the complicated thing when discussing this shutdown ability. Because the shutdown ability does require you to get close. Now, when is when is the 12 inches taken into account? Is it at the start the beginning of Beginning of your opponent's turn. Okay, that's great. So they can't move away and then just be like, no, oh, no. I'm outside of 12 yeah. inches. Yeah, so it's the beginning of their turn. So... The way you'd have to do it is with either like a Night Scythe or with the uh, Deceiver. Which is bad because you're dropping one unit just by itself. The Deceiver can bring more, but it's not reliable. Yeah. The Deceiver can reliably bring one unit. But the thing which makes it a little bit more interesting is in conjunction with Oberon. So it's not as initially bad as just dropping a character right in front of the enemy army. It's still pretty bad, let's be honest here, if you're going to be going against if, you, if you're determined to shut down someone's buff because it's affecting so many units you are dropping a high value commander within 12 inches of a ton of units being buffed <laughs> at the well, end of the day not being buffed, well not being buffed but as in there's yeah. still going to be a ton of units there's, there there's yeah, a lot of pi guys piled around Yep, he has my will be done, which we've discussed that's the buffing of nearby Necron infantry although his is only Sotek infantry Okay. Because he's a Sotek commander. Is he a, a, a lord then, presumably? He's an overlord. Okay. All right. uh, overlords have the My Will Be Done. He has transient madness. 
I love the sound of this roll. Uh, roll a d3 at the beginning of your turn and consult the following table. Choose a friendly subject infantry unit within six inches of the Nemesaur to gain the relevant ability until the beginning of your turn. Your next turn. Uh, on a one, avenge the fallen, add one to the attacks characteristics of the models in the unit. Two, quell the rebellion, improve the ballistic skill in the unit by one. Or three, solar mills! Charge! It has an exclamation point, but I really overhammed the question mark <laughs> and I couldn't follow it up. Okay. Reroll failed charge rolls for this unit. I think it's bad. I think that's 100% bad because like, it's so situational yeah. for and each one. Like, it would be debatably good if you could do it, as in if you could choose the result. Uh, well, actually, no. If you could it, choose the result, then it'd be pretty good. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. But the fact that you might have a massive group of Necron Warriors that you want to get the plus one hit off on. Yeah. Like, it's only, and then they it's only get useful the reroll charge time, range. Really. Yeah. And you're going to be, you know, you can't rely on it. Again, uncompetitive rule. Uncompetitive. But fun fun if you're in for the uh, the tits and the jiggles. <laughs> That'd be dead or alive five. Now. Okay. So, is he competitive? As a whole. As, as a whole. whole as a whole. A required discussion of Oberon. Let's. Discuss Oberon. Let's discuss With Oberon. that masterful segue. My God, that- we got that done in like six minutes. It's okay, we haven't discussed the law. That'll be discussed with Oberon. We'll, we'll dance back in. Yeah. Dance back in. We'll shimmy shimmy. Oberon. Okay. Movement 5, as said, strollers. Uh, WS2, uh, BS3+, plus, so he's not as good at shooting. Oh. Strength Uh-oh. 5, toughness 5, wound 6, attacks 4, leadership 10, save 2+. Plus. He's under the war scythe. War scythe's be sexy. Wait, what's, what's the Nemesaur armed with? Staff of Light, we've discussed this. I was not listening. That's going to be a common theme. <laughs> oh. Get off my computer. Admet core. Sorry. <laughs> to, to those listening, I accidentally span around and bashed his computer. Very gently. Very it gently. didn't warrant the insult. Okay, Warsythe. Go on. Uh, melee weapon. Strength plus two, AP minus four, D2. Hot. Yeah, this means that your leaders can start wrecking vehicles. I say wrecking, annoying. Yes. You'll need multiple war sides to bring down a vehicle. Like, say if you charge the Hellbrute with this guy. This guy, does he have an invent save? Uh... (laughs) No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, he's he's in for an extremely rough time. Oh, yeah, because he's only a lord, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So he's living metal, regenerating one a turn. Fantastic. Uh, cleaving counterblow. Not sound. <laughs> <laughs> if he's slain during the fight phase, do not remove his model until the end of the fight phase. He can still fight in this phase if he has not already done so. That's just... I don't know. I, I generally don't like rules that bank on you dying. First. Yeah, it seems like a bad strategy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to come in here to die, but wait for my special rule to prop. Yeah, if part of your points cost, which we can't discuss... It's based around what happens when you're dead. Yeah. And unless it's insane. Yeah. Like if it's come some kind of Phoenix rebirth. Yes. Then it, well, yeah, exactly. If it's like Saint Celestine, where she just comes back onto the table. That's just crazy. Yeah. Or like Reboot, where he just gets back up. Or Necron Infantry. Or Necron Infantry. Exactly. But when it's uh, when you have a special rule that's tied into you dying, let's let's say that you're very successful. Let's say you're very successful in the game and this guy doesn't die. He's not getting maximum value then. Even if you say it's like a twentieth of his points cost, he's still a twentieth overcosted. If the exactly. rest of him I, is yeah. perfectly costed, I would rather have him cheaper and have no death ability. Yep. Okay, so he has the Lord's Will, which this is the ability Necron Lords have rather than Overlords, which is re-rolling wound rolls of one for friendly uh, infantry units within six inches of him. Now, in his case, it's Sautek infantry because he is a Sautek leader. Sautek. 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 By the way, so many of the names in the modern game, like Necrons, great. Everyone can say that. All the dynasties, fuck knows how you say them. Navok. No, Navoka. Because it's got an H in there. Go to Navoka. Navoka. <laughs> waka waka, Navoka. <laughs> okay. We've got to run to Navoka. <laughs> I've killed a boy. <laughs> no. I've learned a lot about you well, over the course of this podcast, by which I mean not very much, but... Well, exactly. <laughs> if you did kill someone, not necessarily a child, but if you did, 
I'm not advocating killing here. I am 100%. But if you did, if you went to a planet where nobody could pronounce the fucking name... Literally, like, yeah. So when you have the informers go, he lives on... Yeah. Shit, I don't even know how to like, spell it. Yeah, he lives on... Navarra. He lives in the Nevada desert. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck is he? Anyway, next thing. This, <laughs> this is the juicy bit. This is the bit where you go, ooh, Oberon. Oh. Oberon. <laughs> <laughs> also the phrase you, uh, noise you make when you see him at a bar. Um, uh, Ghostwalk Mantle. At the end of your movement phase, you can remove Oberon and a friendly Sotek infantry unit within six inches of Oberon, other than the Nemesaur, from the battlefield and set them up so that all models are within six inches of the Nemesaur and more than one inch away from any enemy models. So it's basically a massive teleport to the Nemesaur, wherever the Nemesaur is. This is Stompy. Yes. Now, this gets interesting, especially with the uh, 12-inch nullifying aura yep. of Nemesaur. Because if, if you can get Nemesaur within that 12 inches, and then you plop in his bodyguard and a fuckton of warriors... Like, either like a bunch of warriors or... Um, Is it infantry he can teleport? It's infantry. It's so infantry. He, so okay. you can chuck in... Oh, or flayed ones, what, what the, if you're mental. No, I was going to go for the... I've forgotten the name. How have I forgotten the name? The Lich Guard. Lich Guard. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we'll get to them okay. later. But yeah. if, you, if you drop them in... When they, is this? This is the movement phase, right? Uh, this is the end of your movement phase. So you can't then move them afterwards, but they... But okay, you can but if you get him, If you get him to 12 inches, which is also the... Is it 12 or 9, which is the new deep strike rule? 9 is, nine. Nine is deep so strike. So you can, you can reliably get the Nemesaur to within 9 inches of the enemy. Oh, sorry, at 9 inches. Okay, how? Um, how with the Deceiver, or... The, I think the Nightside can drop him even closer. Okay, yeah. So you can use them to get him to, say, about 9 inches away. Yep. And then, due to the way that Oberon's rules work, it's anywhere within six inches of the Nemesaur. So you can then put them so they are three inches away from the enemy. So when you want to make that charge, you make yeah. that charge. Yeah, exactly. In terms of Alpha Strike capability, we've suddenly stepped up to a new level. So it's you drop an expensive level. It's a, well, it comes at a premium, but let's just pretend for a minute. You plop this guy down twelve inches away. Sorry, nine inches away. Yep. From. Uh, the enemy front line, and maybe you catch a hero in this aura because most people aren't going to put their buffing heroes right at the front line. Like they're yeah. going to be deep in the middle of their forces, so yeah. you're unlikely to nullify the aura. So again, you got to you kind of got to expect what your enemy's going to do here in terms of value. So you're most likely not going to get this nullifying aura off. However, 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 getting a unit of ten Lichguard. With a three-inch charge, turn one. Like, we're saying Lich Guard because Lich Guard in close combat, we'll get there, are devastating. Yeah. Or Immortals can do a lot of damage to like a Marine and Terminator equivalent units, but Lich Guard. Because Lich Guard will wreck whatever it is in close combat, if they're, especially if they're Navok, uh, or vehicles. They, they, can, they will annihilate whatever unit you send them at, basically. That's why we say them. Again, is this competitive, though? Is this the maximum that Necrons can be? Because this oh. is a turn one charge of a unit that's most likely going to win in close combat against anything, and ideally it wants to be going against like monstrous creatures, vehicles, uh, characters, you know, big big squishy blobs of guardsmen will, you know, they will die, but it's just not a great option here. Yeah, like, as much as it's it's fun, it's hella fun. Oh yeah, but unless you're the enemy. Unless, unless you're the enemy. enemy. Like, you will collect salty... salty I, I, I reckon you... <laughs> yes, I tears reckon... are salty. Tears are salty. I... What do you do with salty I... tears? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, it's... I reckon you could find a way to make it competitive. Like, there's there's probably going to be a few fringe examples where you go, okay, against that kind of army, I want to be able to have this, like, a capability to just drop in a unit there. But in reality, you're not going to get your value. But then there's final ability. The Vanguard's duty. Roll a d6 each time Nemesaur Zandric loses a wound while he's within three inches of the Vanguard. On a 2 plus, Oberon can intercept that hit. Uh, Zandric doesn't suffer a wound, but Oberon suffers a mortal wound. Okay, so you're just you're saving your not great value guy with another not great value guy. Yep. In my opinion. Perfect. I mean, maybe we've completely overlooked something here. But again, in terms of just. So the maximum you can do with this tactic is drop Lich Guard right into the balls of the enemy. Yeah. And assassinate... Also, anything that Lich... Uh, sorry, anything that... Like, Immortals are the other thing you could maybe do it with, because it's going to be infantry. But anything Immortals are good at shooting, unless you're over Tesla Immortals against a great big fuck-off blob, in which case the Immortals can do that from 24 inches away. Why are you dropping them? 
So it has to be the Tesla Tesla version against some high armor unit, which Lich Guard are just better against. Yeah, just Lich Guard are the option here, because you want that 3-inch assault range. Yeah. Like, Immortals can play further back, Warriors can play further back, but Lich Guard, you just want that turn 1 assault, or turn 2 assault, depending, you know, how you want to play it. Yeah. But, okay, so the thing is here, though, is that maximum you're going to kill one unit. Or maybe two if you multi-charge. If, if you survive you know. their retaliation, because their retaliation, you're probably going to wipe out of the unit is, or leave it with like a unit a model alive, in which case they die from whatever. So they're going to kill it, or do heavy damage to a vehicle, then it's going to walk out of combat, and they're going to shoot it with most of the army, and the Lich Guard are going to die. Yes. And I would say in terms of one unit elimination, the Necrons have better tools. Better tools available oh, to them. Because at this point, you're paying for... Zandrek. Paying an unknown amount. Yeah, there's just <laughs> some points of value. Look, every single unit in this codex is a mystery box of points worth. <laughs> <laughs> Monolith. Is it worth less than a Necron Warrior? It could be. It could be. It could be. So, Zandrek. You heard it here first. Monolith spam. <laughs> Forgebane. Forgebane. <laughs> That's not in Forgebane. <laughs> we're, just, we're just plugging Forgebane here. <laughs> We've been plugging Forgebane for weeks now. We've, oh. <laughs> Zandrek. Yep. Oberon. Yep. You're paying both of those points for... A, and then Lich Guard. And then the unit which gets them in range, which is either a Night Scythe, which... I think you can probably do better with a Night Scythe, or you would have multiple Night Scythes dropping multiple units in other places to do other things. Or the Deceiver. The Deceiver, admittedly, you get better value for money because he's actually effective after dropping, whereas the Night Scythe, you drop the thing and then it kind of goes around in a square around the board for the rest of the game, occasionally yeah. killing a couple of models if you're lucky. And it looks like a French pastry. It does, but I like the look. It makes me hungry. I'm going to be honest. I see it, and I do think of Quessant, that I think... I mean, that's a discussion for the Night Scythe itself, but it is a viable strategy. Make your opponent hungry. It works. It, that's true. They that's lose true. focus. Slaaneshi Demonettes of old. Have a pair of jubblies in your face. Your opponent can't stand up to move his models. <laughs> <laughs> He's awfully sat in his chair with his legs folded. <laughs> oh, dear. So... Would it be wrong to give a tank breast? <laughs> with with the sole purpose of distracting you anyway. I mean no, the question is though, which tank would breast suits best? I'm thinking Lehman Russ. Like hold it, on. Hold it, on. It has, this this isn't some sort of sexist quest line here. This is just would a pair of jubblies Well the thing is you have to be able to justify it, I think. So it has to be chaos and it has to be Zlanesh. It has to be So you yeah. can't have Lehman Russ. Unless it's a traitor, Lehman Russ. Unless it's a traitor. That's, that's grown jubblies due to the chaos taint. Yep. <laughs> Soul grinder. Soul grinder. That could have a jubbly. Yeah, because it also has the waist. It, it has it the does. jubblies to waist, at which point they're confused by the spider leggings, but maybe they go for it. Either way, I think spending your weekends sculpting breasts <laughs> on a model... I see this. There's bigger questions here. As like, a, how as competitive a, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, compared to the spending your weekend discussing modelling breasts onto a tank. I hey, think. hold on. But at <laughs> least we're saying no to it. After a lot of dis- like, let's discuss the law. Let's get a bought topic. A bought. Okay. Okay. Back we go. So the law. We've we've mentioned the fact that Nemesaur is insane. <laughs> uh, he is. Yeah. Um, and is over- he though? Or is he correct? No, he's insane. I tell you what, does that mean he can beat the Stormlord? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's another level, isn't it? No, it's because his strategies are sound. He uses his... viable strategies, but he is insane. But he's illogical in his reasoning. <laughs> so maybe maybe his his reasoning can't be defeated by Emetek, but he can in battle. Maybe? I think that's like... the way we've got to The thing is, also, this. the problem is that his, his strategies are based around fighting the Necron dynasties. Which, oh my which, god. We've which, entered another level. Well, no, because <laughs> we need ladders at this point. Yeah, dream ladders, dream firemen, corners, levels, corridors. Breasted soul grinders. <laughs> but breasted soul grinders. <laughs> okay, so I don't think he could. Even though he's insane, he's using strategies that the Storm would be well aware of how they work. Like, yeah, even more aware than everyone else is. Hyper aware. Yeah. Hyperlogical. So I think the Space Marines tried to ambush the Storm at one point, but he escaped. Which I, I'm counting, like, here's the thing. He escaped, he lost in battle, but he didn't lose in battle because he escaped. Like That's that's like the orc reasoning. We're running away to fight again. That's not orc reasoning. Orcs no. don't run. Orcs do run. Orcs do run. No, Henry, I'm going to... You know what? Orcs I'm do having run. you done for cowardice. 
No, you can't have me damn for cowardice. <laughs> Orcs run away. As the commissar of this podcast. It's not happening. We originally had three people. You then advocated yeah. heresy. His body's still on the floor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the law. The law. The law. So Oberon. I am the law. Is he the law? Like, hold on. Who's the law at this stage? I'm sorry. I'm, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> we've not, gone too far. Not Oberon. Zandrek. Zandrek is like the ultimate, I am a Necron. Yep. He's also, uh, that means he, interesting is it means he treats his opponents with an awful lot of um, respect. Because the dynasties had various um, rules there to abide of dealing with other Necrons. So they couldn't use things like death marks or assassins against them because they're meant to treat them honestly, other than Navok, because they're insane. Um, okay. So Zandrak uh, has been doing his best to be honourable to all of his opponents because he thinks they're fellow Necrons. This is where Oberon comes in. Oberon is the chap who actually sees things how they are, as do most people, we think. Uh, so Oberon is actually the one kind of managing the Empire. He's also the person who kind he makes sure that... So, you know, like he does everything to make the wheels keep on spinning. So when you have... Um, like, this say, guy's in charge of something? <laughs> Yeah, Zandrak is like he's a high up in the Soto oh. army. Yeah, yeah, but hold on. If if other Necron guys, yep. right? If yep. other overlords, yep. lords, teacups of the infinity, yep. they can see logic, Isn't... reason. They're basically well, they're all kind of insane. You have to remember, they're, they're all kind of insane. They're all cackling maniacal tomb kings. I said it. With, like that's it. Okay. That's what they are now. <laughs> Necrons can burn in hell. <laughs> Maybe not quite that. But, like, it did some. Yeah. It did some good things. I te- like, ne- Necrons becoming Neucrons, which was the transition from third edition to sixth edition, where they all got these wacky personalities. And this one enjoys surfboarding. Whoa! He's going to catch the biggest cosmic wave. That could be a Necron Lord. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Well, the Necrons at this point, interestingly enough, when it comes to um, making your army be your own, the Necrons are the ones who can actually do this the single best. Because even stuff like orcs, which are all about like whatever you want to do, just make it orky. Orcs still are all about Datwar. Whereas yes. Necrons really aren't. Necrons can be anything. They even mentioned the Pirate King of Necrons in this codex. Like, you, I think you yeah, want your Necrons to do whatever, they can do whatever. Okay, mm. but I still think it's kind of it's kind of bizarre to me because I'm used to old fashioned term, Terminator esque Necrons in the Terminators in the film from the eighties rather than the units in Warhammer. To clarify. We needed to clarify that. I didn't think of that. I did not think of that. But they had this Surely kind of... we were professionals. <laughs> we understand the law. We understand the law. This kind of remorseless advance where they just wipe out everything. Necrons don't stand in their way. And there's that kind of that terrifying nature of them, like the Terminator, in that they can't be stopped. Whereas now it's yeah. kind of like, hey, I've got a boat with a load of gigolos on it. I'm a Necron Lord. No, quite, literally, quite literally, you could have it so you had the Necron Lord of gigolos. I would. I would. My army would be that. Well, it's dad makes so basically are. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I do collect <laughs> So Oberon would organise the execution of prisoners, because Naturally, Zandrick would be... I'm going Why? back to where we were. <laughs> no, I know we're going back to where we were, but how is that about the day-to-day... Right? Who is taking prisoners in the Necron Army? Zandrick, <laughs> if they're the leaders, because he thinks that they are other lords. So, like, say you are uh, in charge oh, of a group of I space marines, okay. he'll demand that they be left alive because they're Necron Lord to be treated with respect. I... At which point Oberon will organise it to say, like, oh, yes, they tried to flee. So we had, yeah. to, we had to kill them in their attempt to escape. I, I was more... Yeah, but I was talking about how the fact that Necrons have... They, they're, they're guns. Yep. The gorse weaponry. Yep. Flay the, sh- the shin. The shin <laughs> from people. Along with the rest of them. <laughs> Along with the rest of them. They become atoms. They fly around into the atmosphere. Yep. How are you taking prisoners? Who is taking prisoners? Like, I think if people surrender. Okay. All right. Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yep. But to... surely they don't know the correct Necron way of surrendering. Henry. Hmm? That's the first use of name of this podcast. I've done my best to avoid it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so, no. At this point, look, Necrons, all, all society's basically the same because, you, like, I'm guessing put your hands in the air and go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? How is it Necron society? <laughs> look, I don't know. Look, I'm guessing you wave the white flag. Like, Yeah, but that, that's our martial... Like, hold I on, know, hold on. I know. Like, I'm not arguing with you here. I'm just saying, from the law writer's perspective, if you want to have a guy that is taking prisoners from other races, like I guess, I guess throwing down weapons. I guess that's the easiest way to convey without any kind of. If you're an orc, I guess they're not taking orc prisoners. Yeah, because orcs will just keep on fighting. I'm guessing that the way that you'd have to be able to do this, like the the universal way of going, I surrender is throwing down a weapon. 
I would yeah. assume. This is literally stealing from the Terminator now, where he doesn't kill people without weapons. Terminator 2, motherfucker. He doesn't kill any the of film, those policemen. Not, <laughs> not the Primaris <laughs> Terminator. Yeah, but... <laughs> oh dear. I don't it also know. sounds like a, an internet off-spin film. Terminator, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. I can't remember the name of the Terminator porn parody, but... Cinema snubbed to review. Anyway, look. Okay, I'll leave that with you. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminor... Cesaraz. Illuminator Cesaraz. Illuminator Cesarkin. Okay, this is another problem I have with the Necron Codex. Can't we just have uh, phonetic names? Can't we have, like, Illuminator Karate Chop? That's a no. silly name. But <laughs> but at least everyone can pronounce it. Whereas, Sizzle... It is... Sizzle Man. I mean, I'm not even sure if we can actually spell it out... Because you know, I don't know how how hard the litigation is with GW, but I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it. So many motherfuckers, <laughs> stop stopping curing them. Right. <laughs> I'm not worth a lot, but just fucking sue me. Come at me. You're taunting. S Z E R A S. How do you pronounce that? We're gonna have about four thousand comments from me having looked at it afterwards. Yeah, okay. there'll, there'll be some like Latin derivative of Jesus that means Cesares. Which means cesarean section, which really confuses me. Which means he's the birth of the illumination. Do Illuminati. Do, 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 do. Okay. Illuminator. So this guy, he strolls, but a little bit quicker. Oh. He's got a six-inch stroll to him, which makes sense because he's got three legs. He has. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we have a character who's literally a tripod. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can find a picture of him if you'd like. You know, just, I would just, like to see just this to give the model review here. I nice. hope the third leg is not between his other two legs. I think it is, but it's at the back. <laughs> okay. Remember some Necrons of Tales? Uh, yes, which I also don't get, but sure. Because, well, like, I I can't justify it. <laughs> I'm well, not going to try. If the Necron Warrior is meant to be... Oh, wait. He only... No, he must have... I think he only has two I legs. I think he only has two. I think he only has two legs, but he has a tail. Yeah. I'm, from what I can I'm, see. I'm, guess, I'm guessing from that, yeah, he's, he's only got two legs. Well, I was wrong. Well, anyway. No, that can't be right. He looks like a weird crab man. He does look. He's like got to have. No, he, he, I think he's just a weird crab man. Okay. I think part of his balance is on the staff at the back. Look, I know you can't see the viewers at home. <laughs> I think we spent too long on the number of the, the number of legs of this guy. He has a six-inch move and some legs. Yeah, so he has. He's got two legs and a shorter stride than everyone else. How has he got a six-inch shuffle? Maybe he's quick. Maybe, Maybe he's quick. quick. Okay, WS three plus BS three plus. Strength 4, toughness 4. So he's... Oh, he's definitely lesser then. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, wounds 5, attacks 4, leadership 10, save 3 plus. He's got more attacks than the others, though. He more has. attacks. He's a cryptic. Other than Oberon. Oberon Rex shit. I thought he only had 3. He has 4. Oh. We just covered this. I mean, we just covered it like an hour ago, but... Anyway, I think so 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes ago. Let, let's be okay. fair to us. We yeah. ramble only a little. I lie. <laughs> That's lying. Okay, so he's armed with the Eldritch Lance. That sounds crazy. It's not as crazy as you'd think. The Eldritch Lance. I'm imagining, a, like, a pike, which also summons Cthulhu. I'd prefer it if it were that. Okay. 36-inch range, assault 1, strength 8, AP minus 4, D6 damage. That's shooting, obviously. So it's like, it's almost a last cannon. It's almost a last cannon. One less strength than the last cannon. Yep. Okay. Uh, and in close combat, it's just AP minus 2, D1. But still strength 8. User strength. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yep. I guess it's too close. I think to they misspelled Eldar Lance. Yeah. And again, I don't know what Eldar are like in the current age. They may well just be Death Boys, which from what I've heard, they are just Death Eldar Boys. Eldar are Death Boys. They are crazy good. Current edition Eldar, ridiculous. Basically, don't collect Necrons, get them. Yeah, if you're, if you're that, going to be... That's the review done. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be competitive at the 52-something minute mark, get Eldar. <laughs> if you want to be competitive, get Eldar. There it is. Now we're going to continue with the Necrons. Because we like... Well, we, we are crunchy players. We are crunchy, fluffy players. We're crunchy players who currently haven't discussed any maths, or points costs, or anything. They don't need to know that. What they need we're to not... know is what the models feel like. Does this model feel good? Living Metal. Okay. Regenerates one wound per turn. Uh, yours is the Master Technomancer, which is... Sadly, not a musical, uh, not a thing about its musical capabilities. Yeah, it's add one to all reanimation protocols for models from friendly Necron units within three inches of Illuminator. Something. Illuminator. 
A unit cannot benefit from both Must Technomancer and Technomancer abilities in the same turn. And we're going to quickly check it. I think that's the same rule. It is exactly the same rule. So I don't know why they've bothered saying Master if it was going to be the same. I yeah, I feel I, like it, this it's is flattery something. to the character, but it wastes time. Yeah, it's it's also weird. And then you have to then clarify that Master Technomancer counts against regular Technomancer. And again, both of us, both of us here, and I think a lot of you will agree, we hate the abolition of universal special rules because there very clearly are universal special rules like feel no pain like deep strike just deep, deep strike striking. is the main one there's yeah, just countless variants of appear further than nine inches away from the enemy model yeah there's it'll be like heretical shite casting deploy nine inches away uh torpedo bay muscle boys nine inches there's away like at least three in this codex if not four and the thing I hate about it as well Maybe is that five. You, you then have to explain to your opponent and you say, okay, I've got disgustingly resilient. Well, what does that mean? Oh, I have five plus feel no pain. That's how literally everyone describes it. Just just go back to the universal special rules so we all know the same page. And we're not talking about our bloody banana rama Cannon. CD fluff saves. You know, <laughs> we could just say I've got feel no pain. Mechanical augmentation. Yep, round to side. Yep. yep. Uh, at the end of your movement phase, you can choose a friendly Necron, warriors, or immortals within one inch of him, and roll a d3 to see what uh, characteristic, characteristic modifier models in that unit gain for the rest of the battle. Okay. Roll level one, it's a one plus strength. Two, it's a one plus toughness. Three, ballistic skill improved by one. Okay. A unit can only be targeted by this ability once per battle. So you can okay. buff six units <laughs> if they are all within one inch of you at the time of you know buffing. So that requires you to have six units of either warriors or mortals clustered right next to him. Because his scuttle isn't that great a scuttle. He looks yeah. like a crab. His yeah. legs do. This is why it's scuttle. His scuttle's not that great. And they're going to be advancing anyway. Because with Necrons, you always want to be advancing. I think most people you do. But with Necrons, it's really prevalent. Because if you get warriors within that rapid right. fire range, they wreck. Anyway. When you say advancing, you mean moving I, forward. Oh, not Christ, literally yeah. the rule Look, back in my day, there wasn't, there wasn't such a thing. Back in the day... When the writers were good. Anyway. <laughs> steady. Okay, steady. so what is your take on Illuminal? I have to say, given that he's uh, a certain point's value, yep. I would say I don't even like him for fluffy play, no. let alone yeah. competitive. Because he has a last cannon. Yep. That's weird and kind of interesting. Yep. But his buff, his buff is not fun because I have to keep moving like units around him and moving him to u new units. And plus one strength, plus one toughness. When you said that, I was on board. I was yeah. like, okay, he wants to be near a, a melee unit. Yeah. And tough, plus one toughness is great for just resisting shooting as well. But then he has plus one BS. And it's like, okay, so now you want what? You want like... If there's a close combat unit, really... It's going to be dedicated to a close combat unit, going to be either Lich Guard or Flayed Ones. And Lich Guard, uh, depending on what you're going up against, because they have a strategy that buffs their strength by one anyway, so you probably want to get the toughness. So that means two-thirds of the time it's worthless, although, well, no, one-third of the time it's worthless, one-third of the time it's great, and a third of the time it's okay. Can, can they receive, like, different buffs different times? As in, they can only be targeted by it once. The whole thing. Okay, so that that really sucks. Yeah. I would I'd be okay with it if you could keep applying it to the same one. Yeah, as in like you had three different options to mm. then apply to the the okay. unit as well. Is it being random? Uh, let's pretend we went with my way of doing it, where you can give all three to a unit. Let's say you rolled the plus one strength every time, and you can't give them the same buff twice. Yeah, you know, I just I don't like him as a unit. I don't um, like him. Do he doesn't want to be in melee. No. A, one las cannon shot is not worth his cost. Yep. Uh, a regular, regular, uh, what, what are they called? The Technomancer guys? Oh, Cryptex. Uh, yeah, a regular Cryptek is just way better value. Obviously. Way better value. Also, the other reason why I really don't like the mechanical augmentation rule is the fluff point of view. Okay. Because he's doing this based on, like, uh, a different races he's examined. Okay, yeah. And he chooses what to do, so it isn't random. It's based off Fabulous Bile, but Fabulous Bile, it makes oh, sense to no. be random because he's just messing about. He's experimenting and having fun. He's fabulous, yeah. Yeah, he, we love We're fabulous. talking about fab Fabus Bile, yeah. or Fabus Bile. Or, or Fabulous Bile, if you fab pronounce it Fabulous correctly. Bile, if you're a follower of Slash, a follower of fashion. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's it makes beautiful. it just makes no sense. It's a really weird one. It's kind of like old combat drugs, but old combat drugs were really fun and potent. Oh no! Like, okay, it was, it's fabulous. Bile definitely back in the old days. Maybe different now. Yeah. Um, but combat drugs of old, side tangent. They were amazing. They were great. They, they were, were fun as I well. I think there were what four or five options you could choose. I no, think maybe, it was six. It was I okay. Think three was to six. six. Three to six. Let's cover all bases here. <laughs> There's someone in there for everyone. Yeah. So you could have like a plus one initiative or strength or toughness or attacks or WS, etc. Yeah. And you could pick one and have no ill effects. Um, pick two and you rolled, I think it was 2d6. Yeah. If you used that. And if you got rolled a double, you took a wound. Yeah. Which would you, kill the you, average no, no. guy. Yeah, it would kill the average guy. And you could take this one like, it may have only been uh, like aspiring champions or greater. It must have been aspiring champions or greater. Um, I can't remember. It's so long ago. It was so long ago, but Old Chaos was insane. Old Chaos was So maybe insane. everyone. Um, but Good Old Chaos. you could even take up to three. And this is where things got juicy, because at that point, like, Chaos leaders were buffed. You could buff them insanely anyway. And if you gave them three of these as well on top of that, they're even more yeah. insanely buffed. But you rolled 3d6, and if you rolled a triple... If you rolled a double, you take a wound. If you rolled a triple, instant death. Yeah. Because back in the day, instant death was everywhere, and it was amazing. It was great. But, like, again, just going back to... This is old rules, Chaos Warriors here. Yep. Having plus one strength on a guy with a power sword back then, power swords just ignored armor saves. Yep. Who's initiative five and strength five? This is um, oh. this is Zaneshi. Zaneshi oh. gives an initiative five. Which do yeah. we have to explain initiative? Oh my god, I think we do. Okay, in in the old days, <laughs> oh, this oh is my dark goodness. <laughs> so okay, the yeah. old days, you had this thing where when an assault happened, when, when close combat happened. Uh, the order of attacks was dictated by initiative skill. This was an ability. Uh, what are those, what, uh, those characteristics? A characteristic a yeah. model would have. Yeah. And the higher the initiative, the, you would go first if yours was higher than your opponent's. And it went through the order. So, like, Power Fists made you have initiative one. So it'd be. So, unless you Chaos Space Marines initiative of five. Yeah. Then Normal Space Marines with initiative of four. And then the, like, Normal Guardsman. Space Marines. Then Guardsman initiative three. But I was saying that like, the Normal Space Marines, like, if their aspiring champion equivalent had a Power Fist, he'd be going last because he's initiative yeah. one. I, I'm sure most of the people, you know, at least have played seventh edition, yeah. where initiative was a thing. I don't know, like, well, well, close combat doesn't exist thanks to the Tau. That's true. Yeah, the Tau eradicated uh, the close combat phase. And just this is another <laughs> side tangent, another side tangent. <laughs> but to anyone that complains that Tau in seventh edition weren't good, I, I'm not talking about eighth edition. Eighth edition, you can have your bananas, you can grind them against the grindstone. That's, even... not, that's maybe not our own. Axes, grindstones, not bananas. Don't do that, kids. You'll hurt yourself. Trust me. <laughs> but anyone that complains about... That was about... an awkward trip to A&E. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing with the grindstone? I, I hated the Tau. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Tau 7th edition eliminated the close combat phase. They eliminated the close combat. The most fun phase in the game. To anyone that's listening... Anyone that thinks that shooting we is... We say it like we are the dying transmission in an apocalyptic world. To anyone listening out there, we need you to know the tower wiped out close combat in Warhammer, which went all the conclaves of man hidden in their bunkers, armed and ready, going, what the fuck are they on about? As we're overriding the transmission from the president. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would, yeah, that's what it would be. The, the bunker is shaking. Eighth edition is here! Oh, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Seventh edition. You got rid of the most fun, clo- the the most fun phase of the game. Anyone listening? From a thematic point of view. From a thematic point of view, close combat is the most dramatic. Okay. The, eight, to, eight, eight. The, oh, sorry. I was going to say, to give an example of why we th- why we think you you're welcome to an opinion. It's wrong, but you're welcome to it. Well, that's <laughs> that's too that's too competitive. Okay. To, you're you're welcome to your opinion, but it's incorrect. There we go. <laughs> so, to give you an example of why we think that the close combat phase is. Top dog. Top, Top banana. Dog. Um, I'm going to give two. Ex- I'm going to give three examples. One of which is shooting, and this is like the best story we have from the shooting phase, where a battle got down to the final round, and the f- the final round was. By the way, th- this was old rules. So this, this was turn seven. This was yeah. This was turn. I, seven. I think it was like turn six. It was a five plus to continue, and it continued. Yeah. So, what was it? Harker. It was Gunnery Sergeant Harker from the Imperial Guard, who was just a, a bloke, a big beefy bloke carrying. With payback, which is a heavy bolter. Yeah. And, and he a, can move and fire this motherfucker. Yeah, he's a he's a bad man. He's a banff. And he's a banff. I know, sorry, it was him and was it two sentinels? There were two sentinels. Versus yep. 
an a, obliterator? A single obliterator. Yeah. And back in these days, obliterators, close combat, they had power fists. They had power fists, that was it. But they had basically every other weapon under the sun. Because I think now they have a just a an obliterator weapon. There is an obliterator gun, which yeah. is just like strength. It's like 7 plus D3 and then like D3 attacks or something. But, I, I don't know. Back it, in the old days, they had... You could basically pick... Like anything, gun, yeah. plasma gun, plasma cannon. Plasma cannon. Why would cannon. you ever pick plasma gun when you had a plasma cannon? Yeah. And this uh, was with templates, so this yeah, this this was crazy fun. Yeah. Anyway, so I had the obliterator. He had the harker. I was harker. And, I was harker. And we basically went. Okay, the battle's over. I think I'd won because I generally win. Yeah, because I think it was done on points, and harker is less points than the obliterator. Uh, therefore, you had killed more of my force. If that makes sense, like so, I would have one point nine k dead. And you would have 1.8k because, like, yeah. I, I, you know, for, I, I can't remember how it reference. worked out, but basically it came down to anyway. So, obliterated the top of the building. Hark was not on the other side of the battle, but some way with some rubble and in the streets, yeah. in the streets of a ruined imperial city with nothing but payback. And Hark is just charging up the street from cover to cover, firing this heavy bolt at this obliterator. The obliterator firing plasma cannon shots back. Sentinels coming from behind, then assault in close combat to tie him up. Obliterator takes both of them down. And yeah. keeps firing the plasma cannon. Because we just went, fuck it, this is cool. We're going to play yeah, it we out. Just, we just played out. And the sort of the head cannon here was these sentinels were scaling the side of the building because they're scout sentinels. They're kind of like clawing at the rubble. Also, the um, building wasn't particularly tall. It was the first story. Yeah. And they were trying to eviscerate him with like the, the chain blades they have on the front. And the obliterator just turned around with its power fist, you know, just crushing sentinels. The power fist and shards of metal coming out of its arm, etc. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. And eventually it tore them down, and it was just plasma gunshot, plasma cannon. And they would usually miss, but I kept firing them because it was cool. Yeah. And so. We'd also one shot him, because back it? in that day, strength seven, uh, instant tough, death. toughness three. Or, yeah, it's toughness three. Yeah. Instant death. And Harker took it down. Yeah, Harker killed it. Harker killed the obliterator. And that, by the way, normally my brother always beats me. Yeah. <laughs> always beats me. No matter what I do, like, he beats me. His die rolling is a piece of shit. It's like, it's, it's oh, not, it's I, not need, just... I need a six to win the game. I just roll a six. For example, Casual. when we played uh, the first mission of Forgebane, uh, my Immortals... Forgebane. Forgebane. My Immortals, I, every single turn where I could have made a reanimation roll, I did. Yeah. Which... It, it also took till turn three before you failed a wound roll. Yeah. That was... Turn three before yeah. you failed... Come on. It, this well, is, no, no, how it, can it, I win against was, this? It wasn't um, failed a wound roll. It was, well, I made no wound rolls. Because I'd failed to wound rolls, but I always caused wounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. there we go. It's not okay. that bad for you all. Not, not too anyway, bad. But the point we're still, making... Still the height of bullshit. You yeah. know when you face that guy, and, you know, he's he's got his special dice, and he rolls them, and it's like, he's got that kind of, like, that arrogance of, yeah, I'm going to win. Like, I roll the hot dice, and then you have to roll your saves. And you've got, like, you've got a two-plus armor save. This is a real story that happened to me. Two storm bolters, four shots, one from Minus Calgar, one from a rhino, against Deathwing Terminators, seventh edition. They only had one wound. I needed to make four two-plus armor saves. I failed three. So from two, two storm bolters, I lost three Terminators. That's my rolling. And I know there's people who have that same rolling, where yeah. it's just, yeah, my, my rolling sucks. Their, their rolling is hot. All right. So, just to clarify, I have above average, he has below average rolling, but also... So that, I never win. But that was, our story, <laughs> that was our one story of a great shooting phase. Like, we, we've had other good bits of shooting, but that's the highlight. And, but there's yeah. nothing else that really competes. But, and when, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the two stories of... Uh, two awesome close combat stories. Oh, yeah. And then get oh, back yeah. to the Necron Codex, which at some point I think we we're reviewing, but honestly... At some point in there, there's, there's something about a Necron and a Sawtech. I don't know what either of those words mean, but I'm interested to find out. Join us next time on Brothers Grimdark.